Well, good morning there, gamers. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you might be. Whatever you might be doing, I hope that you are having a fantastic day today. Uh, thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Catfish, and uh, I'm about to hop in the car here. Well, I just hopped in the car here and about to drive my way into the office for work. And I appreciate y'all hopping in the car with me and uh, coming along for the ride. So buckle up and let's go play in some traffic, y'all. So a little update. Um a couple of y'all might have uh, listened to last week's episode before I actually went in and made a change to it because uh, if, you, if you if you caught the end of it, then I'm, I'm sorry that you're getting just a little bit of an extra recap. But shortly after last week's war, or uh, after the last day of uh, CWL uh, ended right after I had published last week's episode. Man, I'm just kind of rambling and, and I have no idea what I'm doing right now. Sorry about that, man. I'm just thinking back to this is just a little exciting for me. Um, but yeah, CWL ended shortly after I published last week's episode. Uh, so I went in and made a little bit of an update, a little bit of a change uh, to announce that the Knights of Zion had in fact been victorious in day seven. We won all seven days, ended up promoting into champion two. Uh, it was it was just a fantastic time in the clan. Uh, when the last attacks were going on, our last defense was going on, uh, we had a whole bunch of people watching in, in clan chat, had uh, several folks that were on voice chat, uh, just watching along, seeing what was, gonna, what was going down. And uh, once their last attack went in, it, it looked like it was going to be an overwhelming triple. Um, the, the attacker that was hitting that last base, the last base to get hit was Sir Cello Pup. Uh, and it just looked like he was absolutely crushing it. Guy was super patient in the way he was deploying things. And uh, at the end, it came down to the fact that Sir Cello's archer, or archer queen, didn't die uh, when I think that the uh, the attacker meant for her to die. So she stayed up with a little bit of with just enough health to be able to start picking off some uh, some of the troops that were coming in. And there was a battle builder that kept working on an inferno tower that kept that Inferno Tower up uh, enough to be able to take out troops. That Inferno Tower kept getting down to, you know, just a tiny sliver of health. And then it would kill the troops. The Battle Builder would build it back up, and uh, it, it just, it, it, it worked for us. So because of his Archer Queen and his Battle Builder, that last attack ended up being a high percent two-star, which meant all we needed to do was go in and two-star the rest of the bases, and uh, we would be guaranteed the win. And then two of those last attacks on our part ended up being triples. So we, we ended up winning handily there. Uh, but congratulations to the Knights of Zion. Good game to the gatekeepers. We battled those guys throughout the whole week. We were back and well, we were slightly ahead of them the whole week and ended up battling those guys the last day. Uh, so good game out there to those guys. Uh, and I know that they're they're a part of a clan family that has a couple clans that are in Champions 1 and Champions 2, and some of those guys were down in that Champions 3 clan trying to help them out. Um, so good job out there to you guys. Uh, thank you to the Knights of Zion for everybody working so hard the last couple months to make it back up to Champions 2. Good game, y'all. Good game. Now, we are still looking for some Town Hall 14s. Uh, as we got to looking, we, you know, we have Knights of Zion and Champions 2. And we have our event clan, Jericho Rising, that's in Champions 3. Now, the, the event clan doesn't usually get used in SCCWL. However, we're to the point where we have so many Town Hall 14s that if we got just a few more, we could conceivably be running Knights of Zion in Champions 2 and Jericho Rising in Champions 3 at the same time so that these Town Hall 14s would be able to benefit from the amount of League medals that you get up in Champions League. Uh, I posted a screenshot of the league medals that I uh, got from, uh, well, when we won our, our Champions 3 league. I ended up with 424 medals. That's what, if you got your eight stars in Knights of Zion during the last SCCWL, you got 424 medals. Then we were able to give out 11 bonuses. So the bonuses were 90 medals. So I got over five hundred league medals from SCCWL last last week. Uh, if you would like to, you know, maybe get that many or close to that many medals, 
Um, send send your Town Hall 14 over into our Discord server, the Knights of Zion Discord server, and send an application. Um, I know that we sound... I, I get this, this feeling like I have built up the Knights of Zion a little bit too much. Uh, guys, we're not a champion one clan. We, we are not a, a world championship level clan. We're not... A, we're not all a bunch of dudes who do nothing but play Clash of Clans all day. Um, most of us are are just casual players who have been in a clan with some good players long enough to pick up a couple tips and tricks. Um, that's what that most of us aren't guys who are getting triples every single attack. Um, yes, we've got we've got folks like Sir Chelopup and uh, Spoker and uh, Hoosier who tend to in SCCWL weeks. They can get more triples than doubles. Uh, you know, last time Cello went seven for seven, Spoker and Hoosier went six for seven. But let me tell you, even Spoker, he had two accounts that were in SCCWL. One of his accounts he got two one stars on. So it's not that every single person in the clan gets a triple every time. That's not what we're looking for. If you are able to get a decent, uh, decent high percent two stars on Town Hall 14s, hey, that, that's the average, guys. Um, yes, the triples are what wins, but if you don't have that baseline of the two stars, then you don't even have a shot of winning. So don't be afraid to try out for Knights of Zion just because you don't get a triple every time. Our, we, my hit rate is not good at all. I got two triples out of seven hits last time in SECWL, and one of those was against a eh, kind of a rush Town Hall 14. Uh, so no, I'm, I'm not a, an awesomely overpowered attacker, uh, and, and several of our other guys are, you know, just decent attackers, but, uh, we have learned the longer that we're in the clan together, the more that we learn, uh, and we are having fun doing that. You know, we're, we're at times we're sending in a bunch of FCs and we'll, we'll be chatting with each other on how to improve and get better. And, uh, it's been fun doing it. So I would love to be able to run two, 15v15 clans in Champion League next month uh, if we can get a few more Town Hall 14s. So uh, I don't I don't want this whole episode to sound like nothing more than a recruiting post for Knights of Zion. Um, because Knights of Zion is set. We have enough people to do Knights of Zion. We don't need any more people to run the Champion 2 level clan. Uh, but what I do want to do is share maybe some more spots because I hate having to send our, our Town Hall 14s were with us day in and day out through the rest of the month <clears throat> down to a crystal level clan like Eden's Edge because we don't have enough room in Knights of Zion. Uh, if we could if we could have enough, if we had enough people where we could send some folks into Jericho Rising to do three clans in SCCWL, uh, then that, that would just be great. That would be great. We can we can spread out some more of those, those league medals and help people uh, move up a little bit faster in their bases. <clears throat> and that's really... That's really what I'm talking. That's all I'm wanting to do, man. That's that's all I'm wanting to do is help the community out a little bit more, and uh, be able to share in some of the good things we have going on over in our clan. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. Uh, so, what else we've got going on? Uh, this past week, we actually had balance changes that came out. Um, not nothing major. Um, I, I I knew that there was going to be some balance changes coming sometime soon, but I I'm kind of surprised they were as small as they were. Uh, and it's kind of encouraging to see that they actually are looking at lower town hall levels when they're doing these balances, balance changes. So the first balance change was that the level four dragons, which are the dragons that you have at town hall nine, they increased the hit points on those dragons from 2,600 to 2,700. Uh, not that much of a buff, right? A hundred hit points um, on a dragon. When you consider that the level seven ADs that you have at town hall nine, do 280 damage per second so that dragon's only going to be getting an extra not even half a second uh, if it's locked on by an ad right so it's it's nothing massive to make this more overpowered but i love that supercell actually put some of their reasoning behind why they made these changes so they said that they were doing this to the level four dragons to help folks who are transitioning from town hall eight where dragons are still a viable option personally I think hogs is hogs are better, uh, at least for war. Hogs are better. It's more consistent with hogs, to me anyway, uh, at Town Hall 8. But 
Dragons definitely are still a viable option Town Hall 8, and then they start to lose some of that viability as you move into Town Hall 9. Now, you get up to Town Hall 14, and there are a ton of Dragon Attacks going on. So I can see where Supercell is trying to um, maybe make this a consistent thread to where this is a troop that is viable throughout. But I don't know that it's... I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a huge change or not. Because Zap Drags was already a decent attack strategy at Town Hall 9. Uh, once they, they changed the Zap a while back to only take up one housing space... Um, it seemed like that Zap Drag came into the Town Hall meta a little bit more. Uh, I never really got into it because these were my, this wasn't my main account, right? My, my, I have two accounts that are Town Hall 9 right now, and I was, I still go back to my old attack strategies that I used the first time on a, around, because that's what I knew and it's what I loved, that, uh, that TDH, the, the Queen Charge Lalo at Town Hall 9 is, is just awesome to me. I love it. Um, so I never really did too much with the zap drag but on my alpha fish the uh, the newer town hall nine i have been using zap drag to farm and it you know what it's decent i like it um the, the little bit of change in the the hp for those dragons has helped uh, I'm, I'm definitely getting more three stars but again i'm using it as a farming strategy so i'm not always looking for just three stars and no i'm not trying to do this this hardcore farming um which, if, if, uh, if you're interested in some hardcore farming tips, um, Clash Tips, and, and I'm probably going to get another message from, from Tip Dog, uh, but they, a couple weeks back, had some guys who are, like, seriously hardcore farmers. Like, Homeboy is going in and, and being able to farm up 10 to 20 level 15 walls in, like, a two-day period. Yeah, that's how much farming this guy is doing. Um, it, in not up in Legend League, but down in lower leagues, using um, some some great farming strategies. So a lot of goblins, a lot of sneaky gobs and whatnot. But if you if you look for uh, Clash Tips with Tip Dog, um, and it's, I think three episodes ago, he had one that was about hardcore farming. Fantastic stuff. That's not what I'm talking about doing. I'm talking about just a you know just a simple strategy that's going in and crushing a base. And grabbing the loot. Uh, I like to be able to be doing a little bit of practice at the same time that I'm farming um, so that I can not just farm up and get loot because they're not my main account. So getting the loot isn't, it's not the main focus, right? Um, but I want to get refreshed on how to attack a town hall mine. So I'm using a little bit more arm, uh, warlike armies when I'm doing my farming. So Zap Drags is what I had been using on that, that account and it's it's been doing well. It's been doing better now that I got that little bit of an HP boost on uh, those level four dragons. <laughs> One of the other changes they did was to the level nine Valkyries, uh, and this is at Town Hall 14. They went from 1,850 hit points to 1,900. So they added 50 hit points to the level nine Valks. And they said that they did this so that Valkyries would be a, a more attractive option to Town Hall 14s. Um, Y'all, has anybody any of you Town Hall 14s out there, has anybody switched over to using a Valkyrie-based army? Um, I do use a Valkyrie because it's ends up, it ends up being what I throw into the Yeti bomb uh, is filler, right? You do a couple Yetis, uh, a Valkyrie, and then usually either a, a Barb or an Archer, a Goblin, whatever. You get that one extra filler space. I haven't noticed that extra 50 hit points on a Valkyrie doing any major extra, you know, damage. I, I don't know that 50 hit points on Valkyries is really going to make us change the meta from where it is, especially when the last update was so air-focused. I don't think we're going to be focusing too much on the Valkyries. Now, I say that, and I like Valkyries. I, I really do. Um, I use them quite a bit at, at Town Hall 9. If I wasn't doing a Queen Charge, um, if I wasn't doing a Queen Charge Lalo, I was probably doing a, a, a Govaho and using those Valkyries to, you know, rip apart the, the center of a base and help tank while the, the hogs went around the outside. I also, way back in the day, used Go Vape uh, as I pushed my Town Hall 8. Um, I pushed it up higher than it needed to be. I don't remember how, I think I got up to Titan 2 um, with that, uh, with a Town Hall 8. I never, I never took the time to push into Legends, but, you know, Go Vape was a, a very good strategy back then, and this... I think it was when Town Hall 
12 was the highest. Um, I don't think, yeah, I think it was Town Hall 12. So it's not like I was battling against 13 and 14. So it's not all that impressive. There's guys with lower Town Halls that have pushed up uh, even, you know, in, in, in more recent history. And that is far more impressive than me uh, going you know, 8 versus 12s and getting up in a Titan. So uh, not a huge accomplishment there. But I did like Valks. I like that there's something that's... Uh, overlooked a little bit with the valkyries is that they that when they spin there's actually a minute little heal effect that comes with that it doesn't it's not like it's healing people healing them back up to full health but if you read their description there's a tiny little bit of an effect there um so if you can if you can get them in and take some damage and then get rid of that damage and tank form a little bit um then they can actually heal themselves up just a tiny bit uh, which is kind of cool but i just haven't seen any I haven't seen any armies that have been based off of Valkyries since, I don't know, like Red Witch or Falcon, so Town Hall 9 in 10 days. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see that change. I'd love to. I'd love to see a, a change back to some, some more ground metas uh, than, you know, everything being air and then a couple P.E.K.K.A. smashes. Um, but we'll see. Maybe they'll make a couple other changes in the near future. Uh, another change that they made to the Seeking Air Mine. They changed the speed of the Seeking Air Mine from 2.5 to 3.5 uh, and this there were a lot of people that were complaining saying oh this is going to be a nerf to the battle blimp uh, which was going to then which was going to then uh, be nerfing like the blizzard or a, uh, a yeti bomb whatnot <clears throat> but what I think it's what I think it's doing is it's actually making things a little bit more consistent the speed of the battle blimp was 2.25 and the speed of the Seeking Air Mine was 2.5. By the time the, the Seeking Air Mine would trigger and start to move, the Battle Blimp was usually a little bit ahead of it. And then it was difficult to time, when is that Seeking Air Mine going to catch up? Um, and you would either try to you know, use your Warden Tome to help it get across the base, but because of how slow the Seeking Air Mine was, that, uh, that mine would not actually catch up until after the... the Tome ability had worn off, so now your 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 blimp is getting blown up by the seeking air mine, um, or you know it, it would catch and, and and you'd get lucky. Now, yes, there's a better chance that the seeking air mine is going to catch up to your blimp, but because of that little the, the extra speed that they've given it, it's a little bit more predictable, and that's exactly what they put in the the notes as to why they did it. They wanted to make that more predictable as to when the Seeking Air Mine was actually going to hit the Battle Blimp or, or whatever else is coming across, but to make it a little bit more predictable there. So as long as you are paying attention uh, and you're sending that Blimp through your Warden's Tome, um, if you've got the timing and the pathing right, then this is actually a help to those of us who are using that Battle Blimp to get in. If you aren't able to send it through the Warden's Tome and aren't paying as close attention or sending in as good a tanks for that blimp, um, then yeah, it's a little bit of a nerf. Um, so it's just a slight change to things that I, I think is good. Um, it's, it's not something that is overwhelmingly going to give an advantage to defense. It's still a very offense meta, um, but it's, it's a little bit of a balance that's making things a little bit better for both attacking and defending. So uh, let me know if, if you guys have any different opinions on that, but that, that's kind of where I'm sitting on that. And then the change to the Expos. They changed the range of the ground and air targeting Expos from 11 to 11.5. Uh, so we all know that when the Expos are on ground, they have a longer range than when they're on both air and ground. And because of the, the air-based meta being so overpowering, uh, Supercell wanted to change that a little bit to... I don't know, make it a little bit more even on the defense side. I haven't, I haven't really noticed a massive change here other than uh, I had one or two queen charges that, that accidentally turned into queen walks because of me not being able to funnel correctly. And as she was going around the outside, uh, I thought I was okay. And then my healers must have stepped into that extra half a tile range. And as the queen steps out of range of the expo, uh, the silly healers fly right into range of it, so it's messed up a couple of my my queen walks, queen charges. Um, I, would that have happened if they were still at eleven instead of eleven and a half? Maybe. 
Uh, I'm not sitting there counting half tile spaces as I'm trying to recover from a failed queen charge. Uh, but I, I, I had, I did notice that the the healers were what on what looked like they would have been the edge of the range. So perhaps, perhaps that did uh, provide a little bit of extra defensive boost there. So yeah, the, the air and ground targeting expos now have an 11 and a half range. Um, the the description in game doesn't actually go to um, decimal places, so the description in game still says 11, and they address that in the, the patch notes, that the description in game will still say 11, but it really is 11 and a half. Uh, so that's, those are the balance changes that just recently happened. Um, again, nothing major, nothing that's changed any any massive, you know, anything massive to the meta, but just a couple little things to make stuff a little different, so paying attention out there. Uh, this week seems to be the the week of events, y'all. Um, there are so many events going on that it, it's tough to keep up. We have the Super Wizard back. Uh, so we've got the Super Wizard event that's going on for, I don't know, how long was that? 20, 25 days, something like that? Usually you get three days for these events in the Super Wizard when they gave you a lot. But you also had to win 25 times, not just 10. So you had to use uh, 15, not super wizards, party wizards. You had to use 15 party wizards and win 20 and get 25 wins and you ended up getting an elixir rune for that. I haven't finished that one. Um, took me a little while to figure out how I was going to use these party wizards. I'm still struggling to figure out how to make them work with all the other events going on. And that's, you know, I'm the guy that usually likes to try to uh, come up with an army that'll do all of the events at the same time, but there have just been so many that 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 wasn't possible for me i think tribe of judah ended up doing it but uh the the difference is tribe dropped down a little bit lower to do some farming and i'm still up in legend league where you only get eight attacks so i can't afford <laughs> to test things out and lose i have to use an army that i know i'm going to win with or uh i'm just not going to be able to complete the events because i only get those eight attacks a day so I'm, i've been trying to do some some uh, research on what armies are going to work best but I've been doing a, I don't know, something like a hybrid. Um, well, let's start. Let, let's go back. There was the rocket balloon challenge also. The rocket balloon challenge said use one rocket balloon, get 10 wins, and you get a shovel. Uh, so I had been using a, uh, well, I've been using Hydra with that quad clone army. Uh, so I just took out one of the or two of the balloons that were in my uh, battle blimp and added in a rocket loon and then some some filler, whatever, and just continued doing that uh, that Hydra with the, the quad clone. And that did okay. Um, it didn't do nearly as, as well as when you just have the balloons in there because the, the rocket loons, when you clone them, yes, it, it clones the rocket loon, but you don't get that extra haste. So you kind of lose the benefit of those loons being able to just zip across the base quickly to take out stuff. Yes, they still move a little bit faster than uh, regular balloons, but you don't get that initial burst of, of energy there to get them across the map. So I did, um, yeah, I, I, that's, how I, that's how I did the rocket loon. Uh, then I started to actually do some with the, the party wizards, and I was combining that with the hog rider event. So the hog rider event said use 12 hogs, get 10 wins, and you get a, a super potion. Uh, so I went to kind of like a like a hybrid, um, which has never been my strong suit. Uh, but I was doing a blizzard a hy hybrid. So I would I would blizzard out, hopefully you know, trying to get a town hall or whatever I can get, and then send in this hybrid. But I'm using a whole ton of party wizards in the back for cleanup, so that that cuts down on the number of hogs and miners you get. So it, yeah, I was able to get two stars on most attacks, but. Uh, was not, I think I lost trophies two or three days in a row after I started doing these events, which I'm not, you know, I'm not the guy that's trying to push up to 6,000 cubs. Um, I usually sit in the, the 53 to 5,500 range. That seems to be just fine to me. You get the same loot no matter what. Uh, so that's just where I'm sitting and what I'm doing. Uh, so I finished the hog rider portion of that. And now we have the super archers. So I still have about half of the, the, the party wizard event to go. Now I've got to figure out how to do that with the super archers. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do there yet. I might just cheat and have one in the one in the CC <laughs> instead of boosting them and trying to do a full army of them. Because I've, I've tried super archers once or twice, and it, 
at, at least at Town Hall 14, have not been able to master that attack. So I'll, I'll figure out how to make Super Archers work with one of the attack, with one of the other attack strategies they have. And then the final event that we have still going on right now is the One Gem Hero Boost. And I do, I like the One Gem Hero Boost because uh, for four gems, I can get two attacks in rather quickly, right? Because I'll have, um, I'll have two armies trained up. Uh, before I go in and attack, I'll spend four gems to boost my heroes so that they are usually up and healed by the time I get the CC uh, for the second army that I have trained. So I get in two attacks for four gems instead of 25 gems worth of uh, training potion to boost for an hour. Uh, you don't, I don't always have that, that hour. So I, when, when it's the one gem hero boost, I do take advantage of that uh, to help get in a couple of attacks back to back. And then I can take a break and, and go about the rest of my day. So it's, it's nice to have that one. So don't forget that the one gem hero boost is out there. Uh, so something I don't know that I've, I've completely addressed uh, on the, the podcast recently uh, is about base progress. Um, I, I got to look into some, we, we spun a, a, spun a random war last night and somebody pointed out that I was up to number two on the map, which just, I don't know how that happens. Um, like I've, I've said many, many times before, I don't buy packs. I get the gold pass. If I've got, uh, some extra money left on a gift card, that's it. Um, I don't, I don't buy any of the other packs and I know that there's some, some dirty gemmers in our clan who do. Uh, and right now I'm sitting at number two on the war map. And then I got to look and, and a few of those guys, uh, who I know gem things and were ahead of me in Supercell CWL were not actually opted in for this war. Uh, so that's, that's probably why I'm at the number two. Uh, but yeah, where I'm at right now, I have finally finished off all of my heroes. All of my heroes are now at max, um, which is great. I don't, I, now I can just focus all of my hero books and, uh, hero hammers into my pet house and get that up to max also. So it's, it's fantastic having those heroes done. Love seeing those, those flaming little icons there next to all the heroes. My pets are at six, six, seven, and seven. And my owl is going up to seven right now. Yes. I know there are plenty of people who focused on one pet and leveled it up first. Um, and I don't know, I don't know which strategy I think was better. I definitely wanted to get them all up. I got them all up to five. Right. And then I thought maybe I would, focus on one and get it up but I, I have trouble deciding which one's my favorite um i go back and forth and it, it's all situational right it's whichever whichever pet failed me last is the one that i usually think man if i had one extra one extra level on that uh, i know that i had a an attack in one of our last wars where i ended up with a, a high two and i know it was because my unicorn, had it been one level higher, uh, would have kept my royal champion alive through a multi-target inferno. And if I would have taken that inferno down, everything else was just clean up. Uh, so I know that that one extra level on a unicorn would have gotten me a triple. I think that was even in a, a war attack. Come to think of it, yeah. Um, but then at the same time, there's times when. Uh, and I, I've been swapping around which pets I'm using on which heroes lately, trying to figure out what I like best. And there's times when I've got the yak on my queen, and had the yak been one extra level, he would have been able to get through a wall a little bit faster, which would have meant the queen would have followed through the hole instead of walking around the edge. Uh, so I, I think then I need to focus on the yak. Um, but then there's times that the Electro Owl has been clutch and saved the day. So I don't know. I like them all. I, 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 so that's why I've decided I'm just I'm upgrading them all evenly. And uh, when they get the max, they get the max. And right now, on uh, I'm, I'm using Clash Ninja to, to plan out some of my progress. Right now, Clash Ninja tells me that my pets, I think, will be done sometime in early to mid-November if I keep the pet house rocking constantly. But... I do typically take a break from the pet house, um, not for very long, but for a day or so when I have a scrims match, if I'm able to do that, if I'm able to line up having the scrims match when the, the pet house is free so that I have all four pets for the scrims. And I also don't typically run the pet house uh, during CWL weeks. So that's a week off. Um, so that'll add two weeks to it. So we'll probably look into sometime in December is when my, my pets will all be max. Um, unless we get a lot of hero looks uh, between now and then that I could use to, to shave off some of that time. Uh, and if I do get the hero books, then you know, they'll probably go into the 
Well, all the pets have the same upgrade times, right? They all stay pretty consistent as long as they're the same level. It's the, the price that changes. So the, the hammers will probably go into, like, the unicorns. It's the one that's the most expensive. And then the books will go on the others. But that's where we're at there. Um, so my builders right now, I have four archer towers that are being worked on. Uh, and, and that's the last of my archer towers. I have one air bomb that's being worked on and one giant bomb that's being worked on. Once those are done, I have one more air bomb, five little bombs, six giant bombs, all seven of my cannons, and then 17 wall pieces. Uh, and Clash Ninja, again, it's I've got it planned out. It says that uh, end of September is when I should be done with all the buildings on the base. Um, I'll be up to max. And then I expect sometime in October is when we're going to get the next update. Uh, which is going to have some lab levels. I expect it's going to have uh, mortars and expos and probably some more wall pieces. Well, definitely some more wall pieces. Um, and like I've said before, I think we're getting another level to the miner and another level to the golem. Uh, don't know what else is going to be there. That's all conjecture at this point. That's just me looking at what I've been able to see throughout the community. And uh, yeah, I expect that we're going to see that in October. So I should be able to have my base maxed out before the next update, but my pets won't be. Will we get more levels of pets when the next update comes? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what we're going to see. Could we see more hero levels? Because I see a lot of people that have maxed heroes, so maybe we'll get some more hero levels. Um, but maybe they'll hold off on that uh, and, and we'll get pets. I, I really, I don't know. I don't want to see more pet levels just yet. I think that's a, that's a lot of Dark Elixir upgrades, and you only can do one of them at a time. There's nothing that speeds them up. Unless you accept the, the hammers and uh, the books, so uh, that's a tough one to to try to skip over. Uh, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully we don't see those uh, extra pet levels in October. All right, so now it is time for questions for Catfish. I have this channel on the Discord server for you guys to submit questions that you would like to hear answered on the podcast. Uh, this week's question comes from Top Gun One Three Seven. He says, "Hey, brother man." Just listen to the last podcast. Sounds like Chellopup is killing it with his attacks. Would love for you to talk about it on the podcast and break down what he's doing for us. Blessings, everyone. Top Gun 137. All right, so I took a screenshot of that and uh, sent it over into our, our Knights of Zion uh, leader chat uh, just to let Cello know that people are people are interested in what he's doing. He's done some, some awesome things, and uh, his answer was, uh, well, he laughed. And uh, then he basically said, just tell him my strategy is called YOLO. <laughs> now, I don't think anybody believes that he's just YOLO. Um, what he's been using the most recently, now I don't have um, the ability to go back and watch all of the replays from the SCCWL attacks. Uh, because, you know, balance change update wiped out all the replays. So can't go back and look at those. But I do have some replays from one of our last wars that I was able to, to look over, and I know that this is something that, that, that Cello's been using. Um, he shared he shared the, one of these armies with me, and I've kind of been on occasion doing some of the same armies he's been doing. And it's not like he's got some special, unique army. It's just the, the way he's doing it, he's got the skills and the timing down uh, to be able to make it work for him. Uh, he's good at it on, on war bases, picking good war bases that work for him, and coming up with the right pathing. Uh, but basically what he's doing is a, a Blizzard Hydra. Now, Cello is great at predicting where the um, the, the Tornado Trap is going to be, um, and, and figuring and, and kind of predicting what sort of baits or, or traps and whatnot are going to be where the Blizzard lands. Uh, sometimes he's taking four invisibility spells. Sometimes he's taking as many as six. It all depends on the particular base he's hitting uh, and how much value he, he thinks he's going to get out of that blizzard. And then oftentimes one or two of those invisibility spells are saved for the Royal Champion at the end when she's coming in. Uh, or, you know, various different troops around the base as, as the, the attack develops. Um, but the, the two replays that I watched specifically... He was hitting where the, the town hall is not a, a, a cord town hall, so it's in a, in a corner. He's taking out that corner with the where the town hall is with the blizzard. Um, one of them he used four invisibility spell, which is pretty standard for a blizzard. One of them he actually used five of them on the, the, the super wizards, and uh, he had another one there. 
just in case and ended up again being used at the end uh, but takes out a lot of value with his invisibility spells um, actually one of them he triggered the tornado trap with his his uh, super wizards which you know is awful that'll end up wrecking your stuff right because he the blimp lands he's dropped that invisibility spell and the tornado trap is right outside the edge of where that first invisibility is so it starts sucking those troops over and he's quick enough to recognize that and drop a second invisibility um, to save the troops that get pulled into that tornado uh, so that's that's great uh, if he thinks that the, the tornado trap is there that's sometimes when he'll take that extra one or two invisibility spell to be able to keep those wizards going through the tornado uh, and sometimes i've seen him where he'll actually delay that rage because if he thinks the invisibility spell is in there somewhere uh, he'll let that that nato get triggered and wait to drop the rage uh, until it's you know the rage is actually going to do some good when the, the troops aren't stuck in that tornado trap once that corner with the town hall is down uh, then he's just creating a funnel he's he's now has a fantastic l shape for the base which is great for for hydra which is also great for hybrid if you're using that one with the ground-based armies um hogs any of those any of those troops that are focusing on defenses if you can if you can get the base into an l shape that really helps with things uh the the barbarian king and, and queen uh, are either used to then suey in at the eagle artillery or they'll simply be used on the outside to funnel the troops to help keep uh, all of the dragons inside because the dragon riders are going to be focusing on the defenses the dragons are going to be coming in right behind them and taking out all the other buildings around it the the king and queen on the outside help keep the regular dragons focused inside with the dragon riders so the dragon riders and the dragons are kind of tanking for each other which is what you're wanting on a hydra attack uh, and then it just comes down to spell placement and the right time for that warden's tome and then where you're going to drop that royal champion at the end to help clean things up whether she needs to go in after some ad or a scatter shot that gets distracted um, it's knowing where to do that and that extra invisibility spell sometimes that's left over that's where that comes in handy is if you, you get into a spot where your troops are being targeted by an inferno tower and a scatter shot you can drop that invisibility um, change what those defenses are targeting um, so that you have a chance to get through that uh, that little set of defenses there and then move on so that's that's essentially what he's using it's it's not one that um it's it's not some unique army to him he's just got some great skill at predicting where traps are going to be how his stuff is going to path uh he's active in doing um friendly challenges and and in the, the clan chat or in our discord chat asking for okay who thinks who thinks what about this base and uh, that that's that's really it he's just he's got the skill to be able to to knock that out so yeah blizzard hydra uh has been good for him and then i say that and i know that he has used several other armies too that's just the the last two war attacks that i was actually able to look at have been blizzard hydra so thanks for the question uh top gun uh if anybody else has other questions they'd like to hear me answer on the episode drop them there in discord guys and i'll get to them there and if you drop them in discord in that channel i'm, I'm not going to respond in discord because you know i want to have some content here for the episode so uh, that's what that one's for if you just want to chat then then drop it into the traffic jam uh <clears throat> traffic jam channel on the server and we can chat about them there all right guys now i need i need to address something that, that came up recently um and it, it has to do with another Clash of Clans podcast that, that's out there um, that, that apparently I have offended in some way, y'all. Uh, I, you know, I, I try to focus on on positive things in the community. Uh, those are the kinds of things that I like to highlight. So, you know, when I hear that that I have potentially offended uh, another another podcast host, another another good player out there, and another team of folks who are out there just doing some fantastic and wonderful things in the community. You know it hurts um so my apologies to hero uh look buddy hero killer um i got to looking at what you were saying hero said that he thought i was throwing shade on him for not wanting to mention the name of their team that is in the uh the town hall 14 summer scrims with clash files um, and and i i went back and checked buddy um in episode 17 of clashing in traffic 
at about the 16 minute mark uh, is where I start talking about a, a recap of some, some summer scrim stuff. When my team, Jericho Rising, faced off against uh, Heroes team, the Filthy Tryhards, and I did talk about your name. Uh, and I, I congratulated, uh, you know, congratulations to the Filthy Tryhards for defeating Jericho Rising. Um, but apparently more recently, I, I failed to mention his team's name. See, like I said, I like to focus on the positive things. And I was congratulating Carl's Rejects for a win. Uh, I don't typically recap every single uh, war that goes on in the summer scrims. Uh, I, I, I'll talk about the three that are in the Knights of Zion family. Uh, so Knights of Zion, Jericho Rising, Needham's Edge. But I don't always go over all the other ones. And, and some of that is, you know, just... I, I'm focused on our family clans, and I um, I don't always have all of those statistics about what's going on right in front of me. It's not all readily available. But there's one other team in the scrims that we kind of have this, um, my team, Jericho Rising, kind of, we're kind of kindred spirits with Carl's Rejects. And the reason for that is, both Jericho Rising and Carl's Rejects were guys who were overlooked by the leader of their main clan. So Big D chose the folks that he chose to be on the Knights of Zion team, and that's great. Those guys are, are fantastic. I have no issue with being overlooked other than some, some gentle, playful ribbing um, with, between us and Big D and, and talking about how we're going to destroy them and knowing full well that, that they're going to absolutely slaughter us when we finally face off against them. And then with, with Carl's Rejects, Carl is the, the team captain for Filthy Tryhards, and he chose his team, and there were some folks in his clan that didn't get picked. Um, so they were the, the Rejects, the leftovers, right? So I have some, I have some sympathy for, for Carl's Rejects because we're kind of in the same situation. So Carl's Rejects won a war against the Filthy Tryhards, and I think a lot of people thought that... that uh, the Filthy Tryhards was going to be one of the, the top two or three clans. And I don't know that there's anybody out there who would who would argue with the fact that the Rejects went into that as an underdog. So when, no, I don't recap every single one of Carl's Rejects' uh, wars, but when they won a war that was so very emotionally charged for them, I congratulated Carl's Rejects on a win. And I tried not to focus on who they defeated. But if if I hurt somebody's feelings, I don't mean to do that. So let it be known here and now that on August 7th, 2021, the filthy tryhards absolutely lost to Carl's rejects. Um, they also got slaughtered. Carl's, uh, the, the, uh, the filthy tryhards got slaughtered by Knights of Zion. So there, I've, I've highlighted your losses. Um, I'm sorry for not doing that. Um, and I'll make sure that I highlight any other losses that you guys have in, in the future. And I'm sure, you know, I, I'm not one that likes to throw shade at all. Um, so I, I just want to make sure that your name gets mentioned enough times. So um, just one more time, guys. Carl's Rejects defeated the filthy tryhards on August 7th, 2021. By a score of 11 to 10. So that, that's Carl, C-Note, Frosty, Ink, and Hero Killer got beat by Blinding Fury, The Hammer, JR, Green Arrow, and Magic Knob. So there, there you go, Hero. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that, that folks did know that you lost. Um, I, didn't, I didn't mean to just talk about how my buddies Magic Knob and Green Arrow, who I've known in, in you know, the Discord community for a long time, how I was congratulating them. And I'm, I'm so sorry for not focusing on the fact that you guys were the key to that whole thing. Because if it wasn't for your not being able to get more stars, then they wouldn't have won. So let the focus be on, on Hero Killer and the fact that the Filthy Tryhards lost to Carl's Rejects. Um, and guys, I don't always do this. Um, but if you could do me a favor, um, whatever, whatever it is that you use to listen to podcasts, I want you to search for the only clash podcast that's the only clash podcast um hero killer is the host hero killer and historian are the host they've, they've got some great funny content up there um they they do a, a great job um but the, you know we want to make sure that everybody else knows about them so if you could do me a favor 
go listen to them. Check them out. Check out a couple episodes. Their latest one is is great. Um, the, the fact that they, they highlight the shade that, that I unintentionally was throwing at them. Uh, it, it's a good reminder to all of us to, to make sure we're careful with the words that we say. But check out that episode, and if you could leave them a five-star review, a written five-star review, leave some comments on there. But remind everybody that Carl's Rejects defeated the Filthy Tryhards on August 7th, 2021 in your written review. That would be great because, you know, I don't want anybody else to not know that the Filthy Tryhards were defeated by Carl's Rejects on August 7th, 2021. Um, so that's, I'm sorry if, if you thought I was throwing shade at you before, Hero Man. I love you, buddy. And I hope that, you, that your losses get all of the attention that they deserve from this point forward. Love you, bro. Can't wait for the next episode. I, uh, you know, I've got you in i'm subscribed i make sure i get notifications of when things come in so i can't wait to hear about your next loss on all of the clash of clans podcasts that are out there um, go out there do some good things but and now for a little bit uh less shade a little bit positive um if you thought that entire segment was serious i'm sorry but it, it wasn't um love you buddy love you hero uh you guys are great um, but for a little bit of a positive thing, some good news. Uh, so I've, the last couple weeks I've been updating you about my, my father and stepmother who uh, had been in the hospital with uh, COVID. Dad was released a while back. Like I said, uh, stepmom had to be intubated and moved into a, an ICU ward. Um, shortly after getting into the ICU ward, she began just improving exponentially. Things got so much better. Um, they were able to remove her from the ventilator actually she removed herself from the ventilator removed her her breathing tubes and all that uh, by herself when nobody was looking because she was sick and tired of having those things in there and while the doctors were concerned with that everything ended up working out well um, she's been improving while the doctors had set daily goals if she can get to this point on this day then that's good and she was hitting those goals like every hour or half an hour um, improving exponentially better than the doctors could have ever expected. Their plan was when she was finally able to come out of ICU that she was going to go to the critical care unit and then from critical care into an inpatient rehab. Uh, they found, <clears throat> excuse me, they found one inpatient rehab that was close to where, where they live uh, and then something changed with the rules so she wasn't able to now that that rehab facility wasn't going to accept her they found another place it was a little bit further away from home meaning it would be a farther drive for my father to go and visit her uh, then that place changed rules so they had to find a third place while they were trying to find out where she could go for this inpatient rehab her improvements were getting to the point where the doctor said you know how about we just let her go home so guys uh while today is is Tuesday, um, she was able to go home yesterday. So Monday, my father was able to go to the hospital, pick her up and take her home so she can continue recovering at home. Uh, she's still got, you know, some rehab that she'll be able to do, but that's going to be outpatient stuff. They're going to find somebody that can either come to her, that she can go to them and uh, continuing and get, getting her strength back. Uh, my father's continuing to improve also. He's been pretty weak um, trying to recover. But he's got some some friends in the area that have been coming over and taking care of the ranch. Uh, one of the neighbors taking care of the horses. Another another set of guys that are <clears throat> mowing fields and taking care of the the other things going on. So I uh, appreciate all of the help that's been going out there and uh, to the the community here that has been reaching out to me with kind words and and prayers. I, I appreciate that, guys. So uh, that's it. Um, what a what a whirlwind couple weeks for them. Um, but they're both now at home recovering well. Uh, they're happy to be home and the dogs just went absolutely nuts when when uh, my stepmom went into the house and they got to see her because those those dogs just love her to pieces so that is uh that's what we've got going on there and uh hopefully if y'all have any any family or friends who are, are going through some tough times also that uh that, they're, <clears throat> that, that you'll get some good news for them too uh and uh, let us know if you do have anything going on, because I, I know that, that uh, the guys, uh, myself, the guys from Clash on the Potty Discord server, um, you know, we would be happy to be praying for anything that, uh, that's going on. And just to have, you know, an ear to, to listen and to talk to you while you're going through some struggles. Uh, that's, that's why we're here, y'all. That's why we connect through these games, is to, to make these connections with each other and, and help build one another up and uh, be there for one another. So. Thank you for doing that for me, and I would uh, certainly love to be there for you if you've got similar struggles. All right, y'all. Um, 
as far as clash goes let's uh let's go out and, and knock out these these events um that's what we have going on right now and we're gonna have clan games coming up pretty soon to get ready for once all the events die out uh and if you've got any any great armies that are working that are incorporating these these uh, event troops please share what that army is in the discord server uh tribe shared what he was using um i'm going to be experimenting with some things now that i'm done with the hogs and the rocket loons uh, moving on to these these super archers and the party wizards uh, we'll, we'll see what i can come up with there um, interesting thing that we did find out and i think it was mozzie who pointed it out uh in the clash on the potty and in cotv plebs was that town hall nines can't even get rocket loons you can't even ask for them in your clan castle uh, so some of these events you've got to be town hall 10 or higher i guess i don't know which town hall level you have to be to get rocket loons i should i should probably look into that um but i know the town hall nine can't because he said that and i was like really sure enough opened up the town hall nine and went to see if i could request rocket loons they're not there so some of these events you can't even do if you're a lower town hall level which I get why Supercell made the change that they did, limiting the level of troops that can be donated. Um, and it, that makes sense to help keep the lower the lower town halls more competitive instead of just putting in some OP max level troop in the clan castle and not being able to do anything about it. I think that's really brought some parity to the game, and I like that for my lower town hall levels. Uh, and, and I hope that, that it's working out well for y'all, too. But there are some troops that you just can't even get. So uh, Town Hall 9, sorry, y'all. You can't get those uh, rocket looms to finish that uh, that event there. But if uh, if you have anything else that you'd like to, to chat about, uh, please hit me up in the Discord. Uh, the links are in the show notes and in the podcast description. And I love getting to, to chat with everybody there. So uh, with that being said, y'all, I think that's going to be it for the week. Uh, remember, go check out the Only Clash podcast. Make sure you leave a written review. Um, and, and remind them about that, um, the fact that, that the Filthy Tryhards lost to Carl's Rejects uh, 11 to 10 on August 7th, 2021. And uh, leave them any other f kind and, and, and positive and uplifting words that you'd like, because uh, that is the goal that I have for, for my, my channel. My channel, this isn't a channel, I'm not on, well, I'm on YouTube, but not really. Uh, but for the podcast and for the community that we have going, we want to focus on those positive things. Uh, so let's do that. Y'all. Have a great day in Clash. Have a great week in Clash. Be safe and have some fun while you're out there playing in traffic. Bye for now.